Talk 1041. Hey, everybody, got a Tuesday morning wind advisory until noon. For most of the Ozarks, we'll have a full look at that forecast. Rain came a little bit sooner than I, I thought it was going to be for some reason. I don't know why. We've got a Heroes Breakfast coming up this Friday at Scramblers. Yes, indeed we do. If you're a veteran, you're going to come by and uh, have free breakfast with us at Scramblers. Doors open at 6 a.m. Uh, Serenity Honors, Delta Roofing. Air services, heating, cooling, uh, plumbing, electrical, make all of that possible. So thank you to them, of course, along with Scramblers as well. And that will be our our last Heroes Breakfast of the year. We will be out for a regular road show the following Friday, which I think is the 23rd. But in terms of Heroes Breakfast, that'll that'll be the one there. If you haven't gotten signed up for Lunch Bunch, you can do so at ksgf.com, Retro Metro. Love them. Fantastic. They do such a great job. Food is incredible. Do you have a favorite yet from you? I'm working my way. I'm making myself have something different every lunch bunch we go because prior to this, when I would just eat lunch there, I always got the stroganoff. It just, uh, I, I loved it so much. But, yeah, you, know, you have we, we have listeners show up and they they haven't been there, and I feel as if it's my duty to to have tried everything so I can say, oh, I like this, I like that, you know. So far, I like everything. What about so you? So I get like the thing that you got last week oh. because every <laughs> every single time you order something, I'm like, oh, that looks really good. Yeah. I'm gonna get that I, next week. Yeah. But so far, I think that the Monroe steak is probably mm, my favorite. It's that like a, is yeah, really really good. I think it has like a caramelized glaze on the steak or something. Yeah, it's of, like an some apricot. Type, yeah, or some some, type it of was glaze. really good. It's really really good. Yeah. So if you're going so. to lunch bunch. Remember that. Uh, so are this Wednesday, are you going to get what I got last Wednesday? Um, maybe. Nah, I'm not see, sure. I'm telling you, I got it. because I, It's got it, fried bologna as part of the component to it. You can see the menu, by the way. If you go to ksgf.com and click on the Lunch Bunch, there is the, the uh, Retro Metro Lunch Bunch menu. So you can see that. Uh, and, and there it's um, like a, is it a garlic uh, aioli and then um, some sort of, I forget what sort of cheese uh, it is, and then uh, egg and fried bologna. And you would think, because eh, I'm not a huge bologna guy, it was incredibly delicious. And it is one of those that people like, really? I don't know. It's, you should try it. I might. If I you don't, might. it's okay. There's plenty of other items there. Yes, that is true. just thought I'd point that out. Uh, speaking of, I kid you not. Driving in just after four this morning, there was a line no, at one uh, a burger. Yes. No. Now, it wasn't out to the road, but it was I, I, uh, maybe 10, 12 deep. Wow. I can't shoot that. And you got here, what, um, uh, 4? 4.30? Yeah, about 4.30. So it was probably, it was probably quarter after 4.20 or so. Wow. I drove by and there was a line. Hmm. Yeah. Now, was it crazy all day yesterday? When I drove by... The line was to uh, the Corwin dealership. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! That, yeah, wow. Which is further back than you think. Yes. You th- you know in your mind you're like oh that's a little far but as you're driving past all of those cars in line thinking oh my gosh that's got to be like probably like forty fifty cars because they didn't they wrap it too like wrap it around the building. Uh yeah I think that they oh I uh, I bet it was much more than forty or fifty cars. Yeah, that I, is I a long I'm, ways. I bet it was a hundred and some. Oh, no kidding? Yeah. There were some people who filmed it uh, on social media as they drove by it. The first person in line, uh, uh, Color 10 interviewed them, and they got there 
at 11 something the night before. Oh they stayed goodness. the night. Wow. <laughs> they were a couple of dedicated. brothers. Dedicated. Absolutely dedicated. And they said they were also Chiefs fans. And they said, yeah, we know Patrick Mac- um, Mahomes had something to do with it, them making it to Southwest Missouri, which I didn't know what they were referencing. Probably everybody else does. Uh, and so they, as Chiefs fans, they also uh, wanted to do that, uh, I guess, as well. But uh, yeah. And and here's the thing. I've adopted a, a thought about this because I've watched people on social media, and you have people that are very excited about it, people asking how it is, and then other people dogging those people like, it's just a burger. Why would you wait in line for that, you know, that long? It's ridiculous. You know what? So what if people want to? It, you know, it, it, to take things in life, as long as you're not – it's not like drugs where you're neglecting your family. I mean, if your family's at home starving to death because you decide to wait in line overnight, then, you know, it's a different story. But of all the negative things in life, to be able to take something as simple as that and turn it into something fun and enjoyable, I give kudos to people for doing that. It's not something that, you know, that I obviously am doing, but I've not had Whataburger before. You know, maybe if I did, I, I would do that. But, I, you know, I see those people and they're just having a good time and it, they're creating an event out of it. And I'm like, you know, so what if people want to do that? Let them do it. Whether you like the burgers or not, or you yeah. think it's just a burger. Yeah, you Live know. your life. Yeah, you know? that's right. So people, they do. They, they, they go without saying. But you just see people and they purposely like, well, I'm going to get on here and just be negative. Oh, that's everything on yeah, social media, you, you though. Know, you don't. But even over unnecessary things that are benign, I understand if somebody's, you know, I love Donald Trump and how that's going to evoke. But mm-hmm. it's like, really, you can't. Uh, if somebody's just excited because of a new restaurant, um, and and I see a lot of, well, you know, just act like you've never been to a restaurant before. Just leave them alone. Just let people do their thing. They're not hurting anyone. They're finding joys in life in a time when it's so easy to uh, to to not find joys. And it doesn't mean that you have to. That you can think that they're Looney Tunes all you want. But, to, you know, show up at their party and just interject the net. Yeah, just let them be. That's just my thought on it. Just really thought about this. Let them, let them create these little moments of joy. Uh, but I, at some point, I will go through there. Yeah, well, if you decide to go at 4 o'clock in the morning, uh, yeah. bring me a burger. I, I suspect that's what's going to happen one morning, because uh, I generally don't eat breakfast. Um, that, But one morning, I probably will be particularly hungry, and I'm just going to, that's what I'm going to do. I Do they serve? I don't know if they, can you get a burger at the time of the morning? That I don't know the answer to. See, that's what I I like. I think they serve like breakfast. I'm sure they they do have breakfast. I know that they do have breakfast. I just didn't know if they if you could get lunch during Mm, that time. I would assume. I'm not sure. I don't know either. I don't know. It wouldn't be hard to find. I ate lunch at Whataburger, so I am not uh, familiar with their menu. Someone uh, texted in on the American Transmissions talking text line. I wish people had the same enthusiasm to vote. I did think about that. Mm. We live in a world where people are like, I had to wait in line for 20 minutes to vote. I should be able to vote early. But, you know, there are certain other things I don't mind waiting in line forever. Uh, okay. There, there is... Uh, couple of different stories I want to start off this morning. Uh, already when I look at this, I feel as if I put things in an order that I did not mean to. Uh, it is becoming so clear. I really, really genuinely, in my gut, I'm, I'm more than ever, it's palatable that the left is 
engaged and enthusiastic about turning our system into a one-party system. And they are actively, not just on a national level, but in a number of different states, flat-out threatening Republicans with prosecution if they question elections. And this is something that I feared would happen because it's the natural progression of things when you give totalitarians an inch and allow them to take a segment of the population and demonize them for doing the very things that they themselves do, and that is question elections. Probably the single most damaging component to all of this that that has genuinely been more damaging to our, quote, democracy than anything else is the media. Because the media facilitates this. Uh, MSNBC yesterday, they were openly laughing at Americans who have these concerns about the fact that the FBI and other uh, elected officials were working on Twitter to suppress conservative voice. They were laughing about it. They've gone from denying it and calling anyone who recognizes that probably that's what was going on, uh, conspiracy theorists and nut jobs, QAnon followers, to now that it's been proven to be true, they, they mock people who have concerns about this. And you have an increasing amount of Democrat elected office holders who are threatening to prosecute Americans who are involved in election integrity efforts that are Republican. Now, Democrats, of course, they can sue left and right. There isn't an election goes by that they don't sue or demand a recount. But if Republicans do it, they threaten to throw you in jail. And they are becoming more and more bold in this action. There's a piece I want to share, Concerns Mount Over Media, Government Quashing Election Integrity Efforts Through Intimidation. And what's unfortunate is it's working. They are succeeding. Because people, many of which are just grandmas, who have their entire lives been involved in the election process, whether it's working at, at the polls or uh, you know just volunteering in some capacity, in some Democrat-run states, they are just disappearing. They are no longer involving themselves because they fear that they're going to be thrown in jail by Democrats. For good reason. And it's because Democrats, Michigan is an example where the attorney general is flat out saying that he will prosecute Republicans who involve themselves in in election integrity uh, efforts. Jason Ryman now with the latest news update. A man from Springfield facing charges for assault and impersonating an officer. 38-year-old Nathan Smith was arrested over the weekend. Police say he walked up to someone Sunday night at a gas station on West Sunshine and identified himself as a police officer. The victim did not believe Smith, and when Smith left, he came back and began slashing at the victim with a knife. Springfield police have arrested a man after a short pursuit ended in a crash Monday. Police say the man was reportedly driving erratically around Kimbrough and Bear Boulevard. When officers caught up with him, he crossed into oncoming traffic, hitting an SUV head-on near Kimbrough and Sunshine. He was arrested after a short struggle. The suspect has minor injuries. The driver of the SUV was not hurt. 
Federal officials have confirmed bird flu in a commercial turkey flock in eastern Missouri. The U.S. Department of Agriculture says those cases were found in a turkey flock in Osage County. That facility has been quarantined and the birds have been removed. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield's Talk, 1041. The first alert forecast. Wind advisory until noon for most of the Ozarks. Showers, storms, patchy fog today, high of 57. Tonight, a slight chance of showers and storms, a low of 39. Uh, Wednesday, mostly sunny, 47, and mostly sunny on Thursday with a high of 40. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. All our building company, Woodcrest Development, is now ready. Three to four bedrooms, Woodvale. This is Golden and Weaver, a new subdivision in Springfield to be ready in early spring. Three to five bedrooms up to 31 Hundred square feet, specifically for those of you who uh, don't want to buy a pre-owned home. You want it brand new, no remodeling necessary. In fact, you can go. Of course, you can just trust them when it comes to the the feel, the theme, if you will, of the home. Uh, but they have an incredible brand new showroom floor, and that's where you can go in and, and pick out the the styling of your home, the colors and the countertops and so forth, all the things that give it the personality that matches your own. And so you do it right out of the gate. First time you put that key in that door and open it up, the home's exactly the way you want it. No remodeling necessary. Aller Building Company, O-L-L-E-R. Fear of being ostracized as a, quote, election denier or investigated even by state or federal authorities, is successfully deterring skeptics from pursuing anti-voter fraud initiatives in what critics note is a campaign to stop Republicans from challenging voting rule changes. Concerns are mounting among those supporting initiatives to thwart voter fraud and promote the integrity of future elections that their active participation will invite the fury of a Democrat-led campaign to ostracize, investigate, and potentially prosecute them for being so-called election deniers. Now, mind you, the Democrat Party is the one that runs around claiming Republicans disenfranchise voters. And every instance they point to is an instance in which greater voter turnout occurs, as opposed to their efforts that actually diminishes the number of people who participate in elections. The coordinated intimidation campaign is driven by media, progressive networks, and state and federal government, according to leaders of the election integrity movement, who spoke to Just the News and has led to many activists staying home and lawyers, particularly Republican lawyers, not wanting to take on legal challenges against controversial voting rule changes. Such fear was evident in Michigan last week, when an apparent threat by Democrat Attorney General Dana Nessel to arrest and prosecute local activists promoting election integrity and anti-voter fraud initiatives caused many of them to steer clear of a contentious monitoring effort out of fear of being targeted by the government. This is what Democrats have done to this country. These are real things. Quote, many of the volunteers were afraid to come because they're afraid of being investigated by the attorney general, said Daniel Hartman, an attorney in Michigan who's been working with election integrity advocates and closely monitoring the recount effort. A lot of first timers were especially scared, he said. 
Michigan residents may also come under scrutiny as part of an ongoing federal investigation. Special Counsel Jack Smith, who's overseeing the Justice Department's investigation into whether any individual attempted to interfere unlawfully in the transfer of presidential power following the 2020 election or the electoral certification process in connection with the January 6th Capitol riot, sent subpoenas to local officials in Michigan, in Wisconsin, and Arizona earlier this month. He's seeking all communications any of them had with Donald Trump, anyone in his 2020 campaign, along with a list of his aides and even allies. See, this is Putin-style stuff. Election integrity groups in those states are concerned about the probe, especially with more subpoenas now being issued, according according to Eric Cardell, an attorney and special counsel for the Thomas More Society, who's active in election integrity efforts. Cardell noting it's a concern and it chills speech. People have a right to complain, to question, ask for answers. We don't want that kind of speech to be chilled. People will lose even more confidence in our elections. But here's the secret. Democrats don't care. They're perfectly fine. In fact, I would argue that some of those leading these efforts to intimidate Republican voters want that confidence lost because they want people who would vote for somebody other than them to throw up their hands and say, what's the point? It is just one of the many spokes in their wheel to one-party rule in this country. And so while I think a lot of well-intended people note that, hey, folks, Democrats, you are going to cause people to lose confidence in our elections, they think that somehow that's going to break through these people somehow, and they're going to be like, oh, gosh, well, we don't want that to happen. We'd better, you know take another look at how to approach this. No, they want it to happen. They want Republicans to be intimidated. They want Republicans to be too afraid to question when they see something potentially funny going on with an election. The Justice Department has called the January 6th probe, quote, the most wide-ranging investigation in its history, by its own admission. In the history of the FBI, never in their own admission, have they gone after Americans in the way that they are going after those that may have just even sent a text to somebody that was involved with January 6th? So far, the Biden administration has arrested nearly 900 people for charges related to January 6th, imprisoning most of them without a trial. I I believe that's far more than we ever had at Getmo without trial. Most weren't even accused of carrying a weapon or assaulting law enforcement or destroying property. Many have not even entered the Capitol building. So you have people that the Biden administration to this day has held in jail for over two years that did not even enter the Capitol. 
Legal experts and other critics have described the ongoing probe, which is also targeting those who question the 2020 presidential election, focusing particularly on Trump and any of his associates, as an intimidation campaign meant to instill fear in Trump supporters. And it's not just Trump supporters. This is anyone who does not support their efforts to have one-party rule in this country. Anyone. The Atlantic, either yesterday or today, has a piece. They list Elon Musk as a right-wing activist. I mean, this is a guy, he's a a left-winger who, God forbid, actually believes that we should not be rigging our elections, that we should not have the deep state, be it the FBI or people within a political campaign or the government coordinating with big tech in order to violate their own policies to prevent one side from speaking out for the purposes of altering the outcome of an election. God forbid some left-winger actually believes that, and he does believe that. And so what are they out to do? Destroy him, because he's not bowing before them. The only people that potentially have more to fear from this one-party rule, totalitarian effort by the Democrats right now than Republicans, are people on the left who say, guys, this is not right. The fact that you have yesterday the White House declaring Elon Musk is dangerous, Because he poked fun at Fauci? I mean, he is an American immigrant citizen. And the White House declaring before the world he is a danger. This tells you how advanced they have become in their their proactive efforts to turn this into the sort of a country where everyone knows how the elections are going to turn out, Everyone knows that there's corruption. But because of fear and intimidation, they just accept this is the way that it is now. This is the country that the Democrats and and that the media has made it possible. If it were not for the media, it would not be happening. There's more to this piece I want to share coming up. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. So, wind advisory until noon for most of the Ozark showers, storms, patchy fog today, high of 57. Slight chance of showers and storms tonight down to 39. Mostly sunny tomorrow, 35. Sunny on Thursday, 44s plus. A uh, simple process, pick the flooring, they'll measure, give you a price, bam, schedule and install date, and there you have it. 0% financing for 12 months right now, all types of floors, luxury vinyl planking, wood flooring, ceramic tile, carpeting as well. Five-star reviews, over 35 years of experience, and they've got a great sales team as well as installers. That's uh, why I recommend them. Floors Plus, Nixa, Springfield. Additional information you can find at ksgf.com, Nixa Endorsements. So we're reading through this this uh, piece regarding the Democrats, I'll say, successful effort thus far to get Republicans assimilated into this idea that there will be election fraud, but you will keep your mouth shut. Otherwise, we will come after you. And it's working. Uh, legal experts and other critics have noted this ongoing probe 
from, among others, the Biden administration, which targets those who question the integrity of the 2020 presidential election, focusing on anyone from Trump to anyone who associates with him, noted that this is an intimidation campaign meant to instill fear in Trump supporters. The Justice Department, of course, did not respond to a request for comment. Cardall described a four-legged stool of progressive billionaires and their nonprofit organizations working in conjunction with the media, big tech, and government to obtain, quote, system election advantages for progressive candidates. Since the 2020 election cycle, Democrats have pushed initiatives at both the state and federal level to change a host of voting rules, such as instituting universal mail-in voting. If that happens, just... It's done. Honestly, there's no point even having elections at that point. Just let them have their rule. Let them appoint. Let them pick whomever it is that's going to be the leaders of this country. Because we we get to that point. I mean, we are already, look at what already we're facing. They get to where they institute universal mail-in voting. It's over. with the apparent backing of influential non-government forces to help them implement this. Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg, his wife, for example, funneling $350 million in grants through the nonprofit Center for Tech and Civic Life during the 2020 election to fund a variety of work and equipment. That included ballot drop boxes, voting equipment, additional manpower, protective gear for poll workers, and public education campaigns on new voting methods, among other expenses. Democrats defended the money as absolutely necessary to conduct the election safety during the COVID-19 pandemic, while Republicans noted most of the grants were targeted to Democrat-leaning districts. A coincidence, I'm sure. Zuckerberg was also one of the big tech leaders in October to receive a letter from an organization backed by liberal billionaire George Soros and other left-wing groups urging them to curb the spread of voter disinformation in the midterms and future elections and to help prevent the undermining of our democracy, according to a report by the Media Research Center. Meanwhile, the mainstream media has in recent months used and normalized the term election denier in its political coverage, reserving the disparaging phrase for those who question the results of the 2020 election. Incidentally, there was a piece in Newsweek that was explaining why election deniers are only Republicans. There were, of course, the the, um, replacement of Nancy Pelosi as the leader of the Democrats. He is one of the most active election deniers in Congress deny. I mean, there hasn't been an election won by a Republican that he hasn't claimed was illegitimate, illegal, should not be respected. And it got to the point where you have media outlets explaining, well, he doesn't count C. And of course we know why, because every question or concern that Democrats have about elections is legitimate. It's only Republican concerns that are illegitimate and undermining our nation. Observers active in pursuing election integrity efforts have described this four-legged stool as a way to target Republican skeptics pushing to combat voter fraud, especially lawyers. The one defense that we are all supposed to have access to. A lawyer. And they are creating an atmosphere in which attorneys are too afraid 
to represent Americans who want voter integrity. Victoria Tunsing, an attorney and former Justice Department official, noted of the Democrats' efforts, quote, it is frightening. This is a threat from the media and the Justice Department against people who work for the GOP and even question our elections. Mark Elias can go out there and protest any election. But Republicans who do so come under investigation. And people request you be disbarred as an attorney. There is a desire to intimidate and quash Republicans from mounting these election legal challenges. Elias, the Democrats' top election lawyer, was a central figure in both the Russian collusion hoax, which cast doubt on Trump's election victory in 2016, and the more recent effort to upend the nation's voting laws in unprecedented ways, which fueled widespread questioning of Biden's election victory in 2020. Tunsing is not alone in describing the effort by Democrats to intimidate Republican attorneys. Quote, suffice to say that the Democrats have weaponized the government to make sure they take GOP election lawyers off the field, said Claire Mitchell, uh, or Cleta Mitchell, an attorney who chairs the Election Integrity Network. Quote, if the media was telling this story about what the DOJ is doing, there would be a massive backlash. This is totalitarianism by the Biden DOJ. We historically have not criminalized political opposition in America until Biden and Merrick Garland came into office. Just the News has previously reported on growing outcry among legal experts and civil libertarians over what they note is the Justice Department's strong-arm tactics targeting Trump allies and critics of the Biden administration. Many of the incidents under scrutiny were related to January 6th. The scrutiny for alleged overreach against political opponents has raised concerns about the Justice Department's conduct in an array of areas. Last month, for example, election experts raised concerns that the department deploying federal agents to monitor polls nationwide during the midterm elections was unnecessary and counterproductive in large part due to its own actions since Biden took office. At the local level, both Cardell and Hartman argued the current political environment has made it difficult to find Republican and other lawyers willing to take on lawsuits in the name of election integrity. He noted all this had a chilling effect on lawyers representing the election integrity side. There are very few right-of-center attorneys available to bring election laws against the government. Anyone who questions election officials is labeled an election denier, even a bigot. Election integrity groups, he continued, are having difficulty finding lawyers at both large and small firms willing to take on these cases. As he put it, quote, representing someone challenging election officials for violating election law is worse than representing an axe murderer. In contrast, Hartman describes how in Michigan he's seen progressive groups combating his election integrity efforts, maintaining a large supply of lawyers. Referring to the disparity as asymmetrical lawfare, Cardell said Democrats and progressives pushing for certain voting rule changes and labeling election skeptics as so-called deniers have a lot more resources than election integrity advocates trying to sue election officials. But lawyers aren't the only targets, according to Hartman, who explained he's been contacted by ordinary citizens who have suffered consequences as a result of their political activism. Hartman said, quote, one lady told me her life was ruined Simply for being involved in election integrity, she has not shown up to work since. I hold to a tremendous degree people in the media 
locally as well, responsible for this. As it's noted, and it's accurate, if they were, if they would stop covering this up and stop hiding this, I believe the vast majority of Americans, including Democrat voters, would be horrified and outraged by these things. If the media were doing the job that they were supposed to do, not writing material that is from the perspective of the political party in power, but instead writing from the perspective of the people, writing from the perspective of the citizens. Once upon a time, that was at least what we were all told their role. They were the great watchdogs for us, not the watchdogs for one political party. They were the ones who were supposed to be shining a light on this, not ignoring it. They are the ones that that should be the source of this information. They should be the ones letting the american citizens know or right here in the in the springfield area this is wrong and demanding that democrat lawmakers do something to change course to stop intimidating people i imagine a lot of folks cross their fingers and hope desperately that people in media will be shamed into doing what's right, but I fear that the poison is so much worse that they are so in the bag, they know what they're doing, and they're perfectly fine with it because they have allowed themselves to become what they think Republicans are or Trump supporters are. And these are individuals that simply see anyone with whom they disagree as bad as dangerous as the enemy, so that it is righteous and virtuous to rig the system so that they can no longer have a say in our, quote, democratic process. Where do you hear this story from Alaska? I'm telling you, it's happening all over. The American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447-KSGF. I'm Nick You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. A1 Custom Car Care, all of your car care needs. They they still do muffler, you know, their name. I don't know when they they evolved their name. At one point it was A1 Custom Muffler. I even forget. Um, But they, they... evolved to a name that better described the fact that, more accurately uh, described the fact that they do everything. But they still do muffler, custom muffler stuff. Any, I mean, any sort of muffler issues you have, they definitely can handle that. And then, of course, all your routine maintenance or major problems that you have, the check engine light comes on. Uh, pretty much anything that, that you have vehicle issues with, A1 Custom Car Care. All right? It's pretty simple stuff. Three area locations. You can find them under Nick's Endorsements. KSGF.com. In Alaska, First Amendment on trial as the left tries to punish speech. So far, there seem to be two Democrats that have concerns about this sort of effort by their party. Tulsi Gabbard, one of them. 
And the other, Ro Khanna. Now, Tulsi Gabbard, she's been kicked to the curb, accused of being a Russian asset. Ro Khanna, he's still an elected Democrat, and he is the one person that's out there that is to a degree. Now, he's trying to shield to some degree the Biden administration from this, putting the focus all on outfits like Twitter themselves. But in reality, that's not where the problem is. The problem is when you have one political party that is constantly going after citizens and political opposition in ways that they know are going to suppress. The case of Alaska State Rep. David Eastman is bizarre and unprecedented. But it isn't complicated. Simply put, left-wing activists are trying to trample the First Amendment and disenfranchise voters in his district by asking a judge to rule him ineligible to hold office in the state. Why? Because Eastman, 41, is a conservative. So are his constituents in Wasilla, who recently elected him to a fourth term. If freedom of speech and association mean anything, Eastman should win the case easily. But the fact that he has to even fight in court... For the right to represent the people who elected him and to clear his good name is a testament to the relentless efforts of the left to criminalize the views of their political opposition and slander them as insurrectionists. The details of Eastman's ordeal almost defy belief. This week, an actual trial began in Anchorage to determine whether the Alaska lawmakers' association with Oath Keepers disqualifies him from holding office on the grounds that his alleged membership in the organization runs afoul of the Alaska Constitution's loyalty oath, which bars individuals from holding office if they belong to a group that advocates the overthrow by force or violence of the United States or of a state, or if they themselves advocate the same. A second part of the suit demands that the Alaska Division of Elections conduct assessments of every candidate's loyalty to the Constitution so that voters will only be able to vote for candidates whose views have been officially approved by the state's election bureaucracy. Setting aside the outrageousness of allowing a state agency to vet the opinions of political candidates before their names can appear on the ballot, consider the gravity of what's at stake in Eastman's case, guilt by association. By his own admission, Eastman's connection to Oath Keepers, a loosely organized group with some 38,000 members, is a slight one. He made a donation to the organization more than a dozen years ago and received a lifetime membership but never even attended a meeting. To be sure, the Oath Keepers might not be everyone's cup of tea. Last month, the founder of the organization, Elmer Stewart Rhodes III, was convicted of seditious conspiracy in connection with the January 6th riots, as was the leader of the organization's Florida chapter. But what everyone thinks of the Oath Keepers is entirely beside the point, which is that the First Amendment is supposed to mean something in America. By way of background, the loyalty clause in question was included in Alaska's Constitution when it was drafted back in 1956 amid the anti-communist Red Scare and the McCarthyism of the House Un-American Activities Committee. Most states don't have such clauses for the simple reason that the U.S. Supreme Court has ruled that mere advocacy, even advocacy to overthrow the government, is protected by the First Amendment. The landmark case at issue here is Brandenburg versus Ohio from 1969, which distinguished between advocacy or speech and incitement to imminent lawless action. One of the great things about living in a free country is that you can argue whatever you like so long as you stick to the argument and not incitement. 
There was even a case prior to Brandenburg in 1966 in which the Supreme Court ruled that the First Amendment barred the Georgia legislature from refusing to seat an elected member because of his alleged treasonous anti-war views, which the court said did not demonstrate any incitements to violate the law. That case is clearly identical to Eastman's case. Alaska's loyalty oath, in other words, is an obsolete holdover from an earlier era. The idea that it could pass constitutional muster today, much less be used to disenfranchise voters, would be laughable if left-wing activists weren't really trying to do just that. It doesn't matter that the Oath Keepers organization itself bars membership of anyone who advocates or has been or is a member or associated with any organization, formal or informal, that advocates the overthrow of the government of the United States or the violation of the Constitution thereof. Nor does it matter that the group's entire mission is to, quote, support and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Even if the Oath Keepers were an organization advocating for the violent overthrow of the U.S. government, that would still not be a valid basis to prohibit Eastman from running for elected office. Put simply, Eastman's membership in the Oath Keepers is protected by the First Amendment, period. He can't be barred from running any more than he can be forced by a judge or the Alaska Division of Elections or anyone else to recant his conservative views. If Eastman loses in court, the judge has said he will simply appoint the second-place vote-getter to the seat Eastman won in November by an overwhelming margin. In Alaska's insane ranked-choice voting scheme, that would mean a candidate who earned only 20% of the vote versus Eastman's 52% would be given the seat. Whatever happens in the case, the fact that Eastman has been hauled into court should stand as a warning to every conservative. The left intends to criminalize dissent, to declare some political opinions beyond the pale, and some votes more equal than others. We got a text in asking, do you think our Republican leaders will ever wake up and stop helping the Dems to destroy our elections? Unfortunately, not the leadership. I mean, you look at the disconnect people like Soon former Senator Roy Blunt, you know, oh, get this building named after him over here. MSU is now going to be- name a building after him. Uh, you got the airport, all these buildings, and, and, and his farewell speech about coming together bipartisanship with people who want a one-party rule system. They're, the only reaching across the aisle the left ever wants to do is if they can do so in order to slash the wrists of the right. And people like Roy Blunt do. They help move us towards this totalitarian system because they go on and on about working with these people, which he's been more than willing to do. And then anyone who is interested in election integrity, he dismisses it. And excuses it as, well, it wouldn't change the outcome of the election anyhow. He's just as guilty. And we are. We are being left hung out to dry as American citizens by those that will simply go along, watch it happen, and poo-poo anyone who has a problem with it. And Senator Blunt's been one of those individuals. Got to get a traffic update. I'm Nick